This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I have a different, very like polar stance on that. Like I just genuinely yeah. think it's stupid when people like try to make fun of you for being doing things you enjoy doing. Because exactly. like, what are you doing? You're just hating. Oh, it's about to get juicy in here. Hey guys, welcome back to TK's Juicy Pod. I am here today with. I guess YouTuber, filmmaker, business owner, <laughs> entrepreneur, friend to literally everyone and their mother, Justin Escalona. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I've been trying to nail down Justin <laughs> as a guest literally forever. So I'm finally glad we got it to work out. It finally worked out. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, Kenzie Elizabeth is one of my best friends, right? Okay. And when I met her, I was like a fan of yours. I was like, but I didn't know you guys dated. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I love following this guy who goes to USC because I live downtown. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. And we're like the same age. So I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, he's the best like cinematic sequences. Like I'm in film school. He's in film school. Like love this vibe. And she's like, TA, shut the fuck up. That's my (laughs) (laughs) ex-boyfriend. so there you go I was like gassing you up way too much she's like I know who that is <laughs> that's amazing I'm glad that that happened yeah I was like he's so cool Kenzie like you have to check him out she's like shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> so okay tell me a little bit about like you moving from the midwest to USC for anyone that doesn't know you for some reason talk about you know your your five minute spiel okay, or one so minute spiel I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and I always wanted to make films and I didn't really know how I was going to do that. So then in Chicago, it's a, it's a big city. So every touring artist, like musician needs to stop by Chicago. It's just like a mandatory stop. So when I was in eighth grade, my friends and I wanted to go to this concert. I didn't have a ticket and it was sold out. So my dad used to have really nice cameras around the house. I took one of the cameras and I told, I put it around my neck. I took the train like at 45 minutes into the city. And I thought it'd be a good idea to just tell them I was a press photographer. <laughs> and I'm like in eighth grade. That's they, awesome. They all they believed it. I got like backstage. I did that every single week That's in, awesome. for like four years. And then Sick. Who, who was the biggest person that you performed or saw perform? I've literally shot like so many people, like really? maybe like. Travis Scott or like Kanye. Yeah, wow, wow. That's <laughs> it. <Everybody. laughs> yeah. It what's cool too about like that age, I feel like if you get caught, it's like not that big of a deal because they're like, ah, he's yeah, just like matter. an eighth grader. It yeah. It really doesn't matter. So yeah. but then I started getting asked to go on 
on uh, tours with these people. And then that led me to wanting to make films. And then I moved out to LA to go to film school. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit, I already know the story because I've listened to a few podcasts about you and stuff and watched your journey through YouTube. But like, can you explain your whole getting into USC process? Because I think it's crazy Uh, that all these other film schools like denied you. Okay. So I wanted to go into film. I didn't really have the best grades. Like I had like 3.8 GPA and it's not, but the thing is when you're trying to get into like hyper competitive colleges, like that's, you need like kind of like, you need 4.0. Especially USC. Yeah. So I applied to every single film school I could think of, like UCLA, Chapman, NYU, LMU. Um, I got rejected by all of them. <laughs> it gets kind of weird, like come December when everybody is wearing their like college clothes, you know, and like they have like a hoodie that says like, oh, I'm going to University of Illinois, whatever. And I'm like, yo, I haven't gotten into anything yet. And USC is the longest they, they wait the longest to tell you if you got in. They waited till March and I got the, I was in Vail skiing with my family and we told my grandma who was staying at our house, like if you ever get, if you get an envelope from any college, call us and she calls us, we're at this uh, restaurant and she's like, hey, like the envelope came from USC and it's, and I was like, how thick is it? And they're like, oh, it's really thick. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's shit. when you know. And uh, yeah, then I was like, I had my buddy from my, my best friend, Nick, drive over to my house because my grandma can't really speak the best English. He's like, bro, you got in. And I, and I fucking just went nuts. Yeah, that's so hype. Why do you think that they like let you in opposed to other schools? Do you think they were like ahead of the time? They're like, this kid's rocking it on YouTube or like, why do you um, think they let you in? Well, at the time, I wasn't really doing much on YouTube that like crazy. I, I just got, I think they cared about the portfolio which I think is the most important part because I had like my portfolio was like pretty, it was pretty crazy for like someone that's coming in from high school, like photos of like Wu-Tang Clan and like Chance the Rapper. That's so true. Yeah. I guess like all the other schools cared about like, is he going to have good grades? Is he going to be able to like be a student versus like someone who actually cares about the art? And I think that's why USC is the best film school because a lot of other kids that I met there had that same experience where like they really cared about like, they just cared about how good you were. So like, I did you go there alone? Did you have any friends there? No, I, had, no one? I, I knew people from like the music industry that like are in LA, but like, we don't really, not like super close. So okay. I just moved out there with like really with nothing, just kind of figuring it out. Did you feel like your education at USC was like worth it's like how prestigious they like make it out to be and like worth well, all the, the money and everything? Well, the thing is with college, it doesn't really matter where you go to, right? It's more so like, what did you get from it? Like, did you meet the right people? Did you like have friends that can like that helped you shit? Because that's a we're uh, you're, you're you're developing as a person. Like you're finally like becoming an adult. You don't live with your parents anymore. And like, did these people help that that process process of your life become a good one or not? And I luckily were around really cool people that really like motivated me to do more. Then also like. What's different about USC film school, I don't want this to be like an ad because I don't really fully believe in like you need to go to college to be good at film. But the one thing I do take from it is they cared about the story. And the story is the most important thing. Like everyone thinks like, oh, you go to USC, you get to shoot with Reds, you shoot with the Ari Alexas. They gave us a Sony camcorder that doesn't even doesn't even shoot 4K. And you literally have to, it's all about your story and totally. like, i've seen some amazing films created like some of my classmates like one of my really close friends named lucas dong just got nominated for an oscar this year 
Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's like That's these kids is. are legends. It's a short film. He edited a short film about Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty nuts. That what's, is awesome. What's, what's the favorite film that you've made? What's your favorite film? When I was in college, I made this film called My Friend Khalid. And it was about like my friendship with this artist, Khalid. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not really, it sounds like, it sounds like a flex, but genuinely he's a good friend of mine. And I very, it's a, a story about like how him and I became very close versus like how he's obviously super successful now. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast you were on and you're kind of explaining the story about how, was it you found him on SoundCloud and like DM'd him? You're like, yo, when he was like not big at all. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, How did you find him? Like, do you, are you just always on SoundCloud finding people or what's the deal? Cause you always have sick of, music. Kind of. That's uh, something that <laughs> look that I've like, I honestly think is like a, a really random talent I have where I can find these artists that are just not popular yet. And they become super popular. I found, I've heard that song location on SoundCloud maybe like five years ago and it had like 10 K plays and I just DM'd them. I'm like, yo dude, smacks like your song is fire and then like a few months go by he just randomly dms me saying like hey do you still live in Orlando?" like yeah it's like yo let's hang out today and we just started hanging out every day have you ever dm'd someone else that has like blown up to the magnitude that he has or is like he probably the one that you're like holy shit i can't believe that actually happened yes it's definitely happened a lot <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> one of my friends oh you probably know this because you seem like I'm not trying to be like stereotypical, but it's not like someone who watches The Bachelorette. <laughs> Absolutely. One of my friends is named Tyler Cameron, and uh, we met <laughs> through like the DMs as well. Yeah. He, and and then he became like who he is now. He's fucking lit. I love that guy. Yeah. How did you become friends with Justin Fields? Because I'm a I'm a sports guy, so that's pretty cool. Oh, seeing that. yeah. That that guy is a fucking. I love him. He's going to best quarterback in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is like, sure, whatever. But uh, yeah. he, he, he could be in New York. He could be on the Jets. He could get suck. drafted. That would actually be awful. <laughs> yeah. If he goes to the Jets, I'll be devastated. He needs to go to the Falcons. But uh, I met Tre Justin Fields when I was in, I think I was in college still. Yeah. I was on a family trip to New Orleans for New Year's and walking around Bourbon Street, and I saw this huge group of just like massive guys, all wearing yeah. jumpsuits. I was like, okay, like they're definitely play sports. Right. <laughs> you know, I just do that. And I look at my DMs, and there's a DM from one of the guys saying, like, hey, like, so I just saw you on Bourbon Street. Like, you should hang out. I'm like, okay. His name is Wicks, good friend of mine now. I mean, he played on the Georgia football team, and they were there for the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. And when I was, I, we met up at this place called Willie's. If you're from New Orleans, you'll know what this is. It's like a, a there's like these chicken restaurants everywhere. So this is when well, Justin was still on, on Georgia. Yes. Okay. He wasn't, he didn't even play. So I go to this chicken restaurant. There's like 10 of the boys there. And Wick's like, yo, got me my boy, Justin. And I was like, oh, what's good? Like I, and I didn't really know much about them. Yeah, Justin was the backup quarterback for Georgia. The next few days, we just hung out like every day. It's like, just chilled and we became really close friends. They came out to LA to do some training, came by my house, and then we just became fucking close. That guy is the goat. Like I had I had a going away party in LA. I just moved out of LA recently, and Justin came. <laughs> and there was like it was only like ten people there, and he was there. I'm like, yo, you're a fucking great guy. Yeah, he. We actually just had our family friend Pete Warner, who's 
played on Ohio State too. He was a linebacker. Okay. Yeah. And he was just on the podcast literally last episode, but yeah. him and Justin are now doing the whole NFL draft thing. So we're excited for people. Okay, so we're going to pause the episode really quickly so I can talk about literally one of my favorite things on the planet, da-da-da-da, Anchor. So if you haven't heard about Anchor before, it's basically the easiest way to make a podcast period. Let me just explain to you what they have. First of all, it's free, which like nothing's free anymore. So I feel like that's already your number one winner. Second of all, there's like all these different creation tools on the platform where you can make your own podcast and like you can record and edit it right from your phone or your computer, which is like crazy because you don't need all this fancy equipment. And like I said, it's free. So you're saving money that way too. And then my personal favorite thing about Anchor and like the main reason why I use it is because Anchor will literally distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on all different platforms that like basically any podcast can be distributed. So it can be heard through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Google Podcasts, and many, many more. So all you do is submit your podcast link and they literally distribute it everywhere for you, which is incredible. And overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So it's super easy. I can't recommend it enough. I personally use this every week and I just love it so much. I recommend it to every one of my friends that wants to start a podcast. Even my brother uses it. So it's very user-friendly and I definitely recommend. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So don't miss your opportunity to make an awesome podcast and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you so much to apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge and more importantly has kept me hydrated the most is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you I literally crave liquid IV, like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are 
are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. Now let's get back into the episode. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Mwah! good shit good shit yeah i want to do a quick little game because i do polls on my instagram story all the time so i'll just it's kind of like this or that like an instagram poll so my first one for you they're catered towards you so my first one for you is entourage or a casey neistat vlog entourage entourage yeah 100 and then i i also have ohio state or usc come on now football usc football so garbage (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's so garbage. Who who watches the Pac-12? It's so boring. Oh, no, we're Big Ten fans over here. Phil goes to IU. I don't know if you have any oh, friends sick. that go to IU. Yeah, I do have some friends that, that used to because everyone from the Chicago line area. Yeah, there's IU. a lot of Chicago people. Yeah, Phil's a big frat boy, so I feel like he relates to <laughs> you that way. Frat legend. L.A. or New York? So you're in New York oh, or now? L.A. is absolutely garbage. I'll L.A.? Never, I'm not coming back. I promise you that. Wait, Why'd you really? Move? I hate that place. It's so boring. New York is just so much more fun. Is that because it's like new to you or you just no, think in general? The vibe is just better. Like every like no one cares about social media here. Like you're not going to lunch and people are like asking you how many followers you have. It's no one gives a fuck. <laughs> like it's awesome. Yeah, I like I feel like everyone's bodies are a lot more real too. Like there's not, not many BBLs oh, yeah. on the East Coast. What is that? You don't know the like Brazilian butt lift? The one that no. all the Kardashians have? Oh, it's basically where you get oh, yeah, like yeah. fat taken from your stomach and put into your ass. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of that here. Every, every, everyone's cool here. It's awesome. That's awesome. I definitely would love to do like a summer there or something. LA is just so trash. <laughs> <laughs> so trash. Little you like definitely had a moment though where it was like romanticized in your videos. Oh, yeah, it was really sick until you realize that, like, it's the same thing every single day. And I was like, okay, this is boring now. Like, what was your favorite part of L.A.? I really enjoyed the ability to meet people so easily because everyone lived there. Like, that was the, when I just got there, like, what, five years ago? Everyone was just hustling, trying to, like, become someone. And there was no pride and ego yet. But now, like, in L.A., it's so ass. Everyone has, like... Oh, what can you do for me? Like, are you totally. not even, even popping? Like, you don't have X amount of followers. Like, you don't go on TikTok. Like, I don't fucking go on TikTok. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to burn my brain cells. So it's, <laughs> it's just boring to me. Like, people care about followers so much, and it's the most painful is when the kids will have like two million followers, right, and they can't even afford two K rent, and it's like. Shit. fuck this shit i'm out of here 
What do you feel like is more valuable when it comes to being like a content creator, being unique or being trendy? Unique because unique always lasts. Yeah, good one. And then last and the last question, poll question is, is majority of your friend group smarter or dumber than you? Oh, my friends are all extremely smart. I'm not going to even like say that is like a thing. Like a lot of the people, like my friends don't do social media. Like they're not like influencers and stuff. Like they're, that's, I think that's what's a little different about like my, my stance on social media is because all my friends don't do it. Like they sell things on the internet or like they do real estate. They do crypto. It's just dope. Like always learning new stuff versus that LA trap of, Oh, so what TikTok are we going to make <laughs> Like, that's brain dead to me. <laughs> Do you feel like when you lived in LA, you kind of got into that, like, space a little bit, though? Because I feel like it's really easy as just a um, human being living in the space. Like, you're like, I even get wrapped into it. You know what I mean? Luckily, no. Because when I was there, like I said, none of my friends do social media. So, like, I my, one of my best friends' name is B-Song, the jeweler. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, we're not, we don't care about that type of shit. So growing up, who'd you like look up to for in social media and YouTube? Who who would you watch? I, I watched Casey Neistat like everyone else. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about like 1340, your business. Like, did you ever think it would be the magnitude it is now when you first started? When I started 1340, it was, it was just very intense right off the rip because of all of those people that I used to, like I, I'm a big believer that um, if you do good things for people, it'll always come around. You never have, you never keep a tally though. So like when I was like doing all those oh, photos, for, whenever I did those photos for the artists, like when I was growing up my whole life, I never charged anybody. And if I did, it was very, very small. And I just thought like, like if, if someone had to pick one day, like would they rather pick me to be the photographer or they're going to pick someone who charged them $500? I'm like, I'd rather just become friends. So I did this a lot. Like we're talking every, like every single week, I'm trying to do this, trying to meet new people. And there was no pride in it. I, one day I'd shoot someone extremely famous. And the next week I'd shoot some kid who's making music out of his mom's basement, you know? But the, when I decided I wanted to make 1340, I hit a bunch of the people that I developed those relationships with. It's like, hey, like, yo, I, uh, I made this clothing brand. I think, could you be post about it? And a lot of these people have become much more popular than they were like five years ago. And because, you know, we've developed real friendships, real relationships, it, was, it wasn't even a discussion. They already it, like they've already posted it like it's and it it was just sick to see how like like relationships are so much more valuable than like a, like a few hundred dollars. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like you're kind of CEO of like building a relationship with someone, and then like it's like oh duh, they'll return the favor kind of thing. But I want to dive more into like what's your approach when you ask someone to do something like that because. A lot of people could charge a lot to post like, you know what I mean? Your clothing brand. But since you're friends, they're like, oh, duh. But like, what's your approach with that? I don't even ask anymore. I'm a believer that if your shit's cool enough, they'll ask to fucking get it. (laughs) (laughs) So like, if like I'll post something on like a new collection I'm making and I'll uh, on my story or something. And if whoever replies to it, like my friends, I'll be like, do you want it? Yeah. And they, I don't even ask them to take photos. If it's, I, I believe if your product is good enough, they'll post about it because they want to. And if they don't want to do it, it doesn't matter. Like the other day, like Justin Fields was, he went to a sneaker store and this random kid DM'd me. He's like, yo, I'm a photographer for the sneaker store. I took some photos of Justin and he's wearing your hoodie. I'm like, oh, let's go. Like, you don't even have to ask. Like, if your shit's just good enough, 
it'll happen. Like we had like one of the most random things ever. My, uh, my business partner, Matthew, great kid. Uh, he just randomly texted me like a, like a few months ago. I was like, yo, you see the Addison photo? I'm like, who the fuck is Addison? <laughs> and uh, he's like, Addison Ray, look at her profile photo. And her profile photo is wearing our hoodie. No way. And I was like, oh. I totally thought you like schemed her into getting that, like nah. getting that. How, he, wait, so he, how did she get it? I guess Matthew just like somehow dug deep and found her, found her info and just, and just sent her a package with no context. So is he your partner with 1340? Yes. He, we do a lot of other projects together. So he, he's like, he does like a lot of the day-to-day stuff. Like there's customer support, you know, I, I focus on the creative on all the businesses I run. You seem like such a beast with collaboration and just like building relationships. Like what if you had like one piece of advice to give someone who's like, I suck at networking. Like, what would you say? Just suck that. Sorry. (laughs) You have no no tangible like piece of advice you would give. Well, if you like are just bad at networking, that probably means like you're not really an outgoing type of person. And that's really tough. Like if you can't force that, like I'm all about like vibes and just like, being friends and I don't go into any relationship like yo I need I need them to do this we actually just become friends and if if you have problem if you have trouble like getting people to like if you have trouble making friends like (laughs) I don't know how to help you because that's the only that's how I do it it sure it helps like say I meet someone like I'll give you a good example this happened a few nights ago I'm sitting in this random uh, restaurant in New York and I come my eye, I look up and I see my buddy. This is my friend that I, I'm fully shocked. He's, his name is Noah. When I moved to LA five years ago, he let me sleep on his couch. And I slept on his couch for, five, for like six months. And during those six months, he's like, yo, you take advantage of this. Like meet all the people I know. And I just like work. Right? You don't worry about rent. Just like become like, become you. I was like, oh, wow, that's such an amazing, like, that's a fucking great guy. And Noah's also, he at the time, he was like a struggling guy too. Like he was just like a bartender. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he let me do this was insane. And we've become very close since then. I'm sitting in this restaurant, he walks in this restaurant. I'm like, what no the way. fuck are you doing here? And I go, and I, of course I stand up, like, yo, Noah, good to see you, buddy. And he's like, we're like freaking out. And uh, fast forward like a few years, he's no longer a bartender. He's the artist, Bozzi's, uh, like a day-to-day like assistant. Wow. I'm sick. And next thing you know, the next three nights, Bozzi, Noah, and I are fucking raging for the past three days. <laughs> and like, that's how friendships are made. And of course, now, like, as you become friends, like, he doesn't even know, he didn't even know what I do, you know? Like, we were just like having fun. But it's all about like, you, you just have these strong relationships where people introduce you. And like, if someone, like, say, if I get introduced by someone that trusts, like, it, it's very important to be introduced. Being just like cold outreaching to someone, it's tough. Because that's you have so to, true. You need to like prove yourself. And who you're introduced by. If, if someone introduces you and like that person trusts that person, cheat code. I didn't go into this relationship trying to like, oh, Bozzy, I fucking, you know, want to like become your guy, you know? Like, yo, like we're hanging out and I'm, I, I, I only wear my own clothes. I'm he's like, yo, these clothes are dope. I'm like, okay, bet. I'll send you some. I'll say, okay. And it, it's, there's no, there's, 
for me, there's no, there's no downside. Like even if he ends up throwing it away, whatever, like, how much does this cost me? A few hundred bucks. And, and if say like the off chance that like, he gets, someone takes a photo of him wearing it, that's, that's cool. Like whatever, like we send out hundreds of care packages every month and we'll get like less than 50% conversion rate on those, but who cares. <laughs> okay. It's worth it. Are you strategic with who you send like a PR package to, or do you just send it to anyone and everyone? I just send it to whoever I think is cool. Like, like people you I, follow that thinks cool? Yeah. Like I'll be watching, I'll be watching uh, Netflix. Like I just watched Queen's Gambit recently and I'm in love with Anya Taylor. <laughs> Great <laughs> I think show. Like, Great I think show. she's so cool. So good. <laughs> yeah. I DM'd her like 50 times. She hasn't replied yet. <laughs> <laughs> so like you're like do you I, want a 1340 sweatshirt <laughs> I, keep, I keep saying like yo and like doesn't answer that so i unsend it and i like, like hey <laughs> just keep trying over and over again because like thank god for the unsend i know right but yeah it's how whenever like this is random like that if i see someone that i like i'll just send them, what's the worst thing happen they don't reply who cares Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. What do you feel like was the biggest turning point with your business? Because I feel like you started it off in your dorm room, kind of like, haha, like this is funny and cool. Yeah. I don't know what your intentions were, but I'm just telling you what I like kind of see it as a yeah, as a viewer. Like, and then it turned into like all of a sudden I'm like, holy fuck like he's in business insider like you're getting all these press like reviews you did the collab with la weekly i'm like how did you make that turning point to being like okay i'm going from like youtuber who has quote merch kind of to like i'm starting a streetwear like business i think it happened when i was 2018 i made a design i can't say the specific one because uh (laughs) I just don't want to. And uh, <laughs> there was a design I made that during I released it and I thought it'd be a cool design. I just, I just believed in it. Did, I started like taking the marketing a little more serious. I started taking good, like getting like, I, I hired like film crews to help film these like professional like, commercials. And I'll never forget it. <laughs> 
I don't know why I didn't think it was crazy in the moment because now I look back on it I'm like this shit was wild in one day we did like one hundred thousand dollars holy shit and I was like what and like no one like really like none are of my you friends. serious yeah that's insane and, like I'm in college too <laughs> I was like what the fuck and then yeah. the proceeding the next the next two days after that it it was like 50 75 i was like what the fuck this is really insane you're like my adsense isn't showing up like that (laughs) yeah and then i i was like i should definitely take this more serious and i started taking like business way more serious from there and that's why i don't really give a fuck about the youtube social media shit because do you like the business side better than the doing like youtube and social media i do i make youtube videos because i just think it's fun so that's like your hobby yeah, it's literally my hobby. Yeah. It's like filming. And like, you know, there's, even though there's not like too many people who watch these videos, like people like still like ask me to make them. So yeah, whatever. Do you feel <laughs> like though, like your business though, is like you have to nod or give some credit to the fact that you had such a big following, like when starting your business, like, do you feel like your fans and stuff were like really leveraged, like the sales at the beginning? It definitely helped. But when I started 13.4, I only had 100K on YouTube. Yeah, but still, it's better than, like, nothing, right? I guess. But I feel like just, if it, I, I couldn't just start a, a brand and I think the most important off. part was the relationships I had. Really? Yeah. That yeah. in in the different industries. Like, it's like people who make merch with 100K subscribers don't make that much money. Fair. <laughs> and, like, it, it, I, I just have never seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. What is the design process like when you come up with like all your designs for 1340? Are you using like Photoshop or like, do you just yeah, draw it out? Well, well, sometimes I'll draw it on my, like, I, I always have notepads with me. Uh, I, I sketch a lot. But what kind I'll of notepad st- do you use or does it not matter? I just use sketchbooks, sco- oh. sketch notebooks versus like, I used to use those moleskins. Yeah. But the moleskins kind of pissed me off because, you know, there's like the binding, right? So you have to like, it's like a book. So you have to always like, mm-hmm like squish the other side down yes. so it doesn't like flap over so i'll show you I, I like just have car- a spiral yeah so i just carry these notebooks they have like a spiral but they're they're meant for drawing so the it's the same type of paper and you can eat and you can just lay it flat like this and it doesn't do get in the way and then i'll go into photoshop with these little, little doodles and i'll actually create it but oh um, so you just kind of like scan the photo into photoshop and then recreate well, it that one spe- that one specifically was just like an outline of like what i should do when i go home because i was I, I like to go to random like little restaurants or bars or whatever and i'll just just be doodling by myself I, I, I have no pride in going to eat dinner by myself. I think it's actually amazing. I just bring a little notebook with me and I just write my ideas out. Where do you get your biggest spark of inspiration from? Just whenever. Honestly, like I try to live as much as possible because I think a lot of people will be like, oh, I have writer's block, creativity block. It's because you're not doing anything. Obviously, if you just sit in, this, in your room and just like hope that one day you're fucking gonna it's gonna hit you it's not like it's not that's not how life works you get inspired by real life events so how many nights, how many nights do you go out like drinking or yeah. partying yeah. i used to go out like very often but it, this is a, there's a weird balance like recently like it's actually perfect yes yeah, so the past week i've gone out every day Really? And, and the idea was the, the few weeks before that I was just grinding, grinding, grinding. Like I, I literally made so many designs, Yeah. but it were, they were kind of all following the same theme. 
and I wanted to, I needed a new inspiration. So what I do is I just live for like a week, just like have fun, don't even think about shit. And then when I go to sit back down at the starting literally tomorrow, I have, I've, li- I've done so many different experiences in life that my headspace is completely different than I was two weeks ago. So yeah. when I go to design, I'm going to cook shit that I never even thought I'd think about. It's like so, when you go on vacation and then you come back and you're like so rejuvenated, rejuvenated exactly. with ideas. You just look at life a little different. So like, I, I, I don't think that there's any problem in like going and just disconnecting for a little bit, just having fun. Because yeah. a lot of people think you need to be grinding 24 seven, but that's not necessarily the case. One of my friends, Ian Dew, I hope if he's listening to this right now, he's going to love this. He tweeted, everyone thinks you need to be grinding 24-7. Like, wake up, fucking busting moves. Or if you need to be making passive income while you're asleep. And that's not necessarily true. You can also grind really hard and sign on, the, sign on the dotted line a fucking million-dollar deal. And that only, that, that only needs to happen once a year. So true. <laughs> like, you're, you're done. So like, if you can go enjoy your life, like, isn't that the whole point of like making money? If you, if you just like make money and don't do anything. Last few things, because I don't want to take up too much of your time. I want to dive into, okay. So I told you briefly that Phil's like a frat boy, right? And you kind of had your frat moment with the vlogs and everything. What was it like documenting that? Because I, I've been trying to get Phil to like either vlog or like do something because he has the camera and I feel like that's I don't know if that's something that he's like wanted to pursue like full-time or anything but I feel like you're the best to ask about this it was so fun filming when I was in the frat and shit like because yeah. it's obviously like a, a slippery slope like the boys don't really like you recording a lot of shit you do right exactly and they're always like I gotta watch what I say so much right now <laughs> back then people just didn't care like I would record some of my my pledge bros doing like the wildest shit. <laughs> would, they make, would they make fun of you for it, or were they all for it? They want you to record them. If if they make fun of you for it, you can tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, that's what. So I like like it's just who cares? <laughs> right. I I I think I have a different, very like polar stance on that. Like I just genuinely yeah. think it's stupid when people like try to make fun of you for being doing things you enjoy doing. Exactly. Like, what are you doing you're just hating you, i bet you've had to i bet you've had to delete a lot of the or not post a lot of the stuff you've recorded at the frat house and the parties yeah they definitely like messaged me about it before but it's like yo like you told me like you want like you wanted me to record it so like what do you want me to fucking yeah. do? <laughs> do you feel like it's now you capture exactly how you are with your friends like how do you capture those raw moments without like shoving a camera in someone's face and then being like whoa if this if they're not used to it you know what I mean well I usually like don't really bring out the camera unless I'm very comfortable with the people I'm with like the friends I have out here in New York (laughs) their names are Christian Henry and Jesse like these guys like the first few days like we just hung out normally and then I one day I'm like I'm gonna bring out the camera and you just have to like feel it out. Like if they, right. if, you, if they like it or not, luckily these boys are the type of guys that just fucking love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they love every second of it. Yeah. And you know, like, right. Like you could catch the vibe. Like if someone's like being weird about it or being like, Oh, like oh, they're doing like the whole hand over the face thing. It's fucking dead. Like just yeah. move on to the next one. And, and then 
it's just all about finding the right guys. You don't have to record everyone in the frat, you know, like just exactly. record like the like the four fellows who think it's fun. The funny dudes that exactly. do stupid shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's such a like gap in them. Of course, with like Nelk coming on, they kind of like took that like frat boy mentality to like yeah. to YouTube. But I feel like you were one of the only like straight guys in a frat like vlogging. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's such an open market for guys, but like guys are way, like care way more about like what people think about them than I think like the classic YouTuber girl. Well, if it makes you feel any better, like no one cares. <laughs> like when you're like, you actually start to get like, m- like more girls will probably hit you up as you're doing this. Yeah. So like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like if, guys are like oh i don't want people like judging me it's like nah if you I honestly just own it people love it so where all the usc girls they all know you come up to you i don't know about that like that to like that extent but like <laughs> yeah maybe but it definitely probably helped right it definitely didn't hurt it at that time yeah. or did you have a girlfriend <laughs> in college yeah i had a girlfriend like uh for quite a bit of time actually but like it's 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 just fun. Like if you enjoy filming, you enjoy making yeah. videos. It's not even about that. Like if you really enjoy like having fun with it, because mm-hmm. I loved just recording these moments, whether it was gonna go on YouTube or not. It's just a good way to like you're not have you don't think about just having to go party. When I would go to these parties, I I, I had like a another thing I wanted to do. I wanted to film people, so it wasn't I wasn't just going to parties just to drink and shit. I was going there because I these are just like moments I never you'll never get again yeah i have like a question like personally that i have just for phil and then i have one for me one because i just like want your advice okay so i feel like i have my whole like spiel on like because i think phil's looking to get internships he just had an interview with caa he wants to be a sports agent i feel i'm like talking for you so you can try me (laughs) phil but um like that big move from because he's a junior he's going to hopefully come here and like intern at one of these places he's interning at this summer and I'm like I know you like aren't an LA fan anymore but like what what advice would you give to someone like from the Midwest like moving here like I've given him my spiel my friends have given him his spiel but like coming from a guy's perspective like what advice would you give for someone like trying to get in the industry who's not used to all these like clout chasing people? <laughs> it's just so different now. Honestly, I don't even really know. Like I don't really know how to get tapped in with these type of kids anymore. Cause I've, yeah. the age gap is so, di- so big for me. Like, it's all I'm, like TikTok I, I, now. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm turning 25 this year. You know, it's kind of crazy to say that. Like, I don't really feel like I'm that old, but these kids are genuinely like 16. Yeah. Like, this is like a damn near like a nine year age gap. It's very hard for me to relate to a lot of the kids who are like, who are like in the, in the know now. Mm-hmm. Cause when I moved out here, like we were all that age, we were all like 18. So it was less weird, but I guess just don't like, don't, don't like force anything. Like don't try to like, if you're trying to be a sports agent, like the best way to get clients is just becoming their friend. Right. And like act and like them to actually like you. And they're like, okay, let's let after like a few nights, of hanging out then to yo i think this is a good fit but don't yeah. be like bro i'm trying to sign you <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're, they're like, way more important yeah. for sure yeah. have you ever thought about dipping into like the managing or like agent side because i because you like catch these people when they're so like small and then they blow up like you definitely have a talent for that have you ever thought about that i've done things like very low-key with uh record labels 
oh like, really stuff like that yeah i can't really say anything but it wasn't just all for fun <laughs> okay slight slight flex there i love it yeah i literally i literally can't say it because i yeah. have all these ndas no but, i get it yeah i get the nda culture and then for me you like grew up knowing all these like lifestyle youtubers and blah 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 yeah. blah and i've never like taken youtube seriously until literally the beginning of quarantine is when i like started posting on youtube right and uh-huh. i gained like I know it's not a lot, but like around a hundred thousand and like, well, no, it's not compared to, I I'm like the producer for a big, bigger YouTuber. So I'm like very small compared to her, but I was just wondering, like, why do you think some people have just like plateaued at like a certain, like two or 300 K like for me, I'm trying to not do that. So like, what do you think? Or like, what's so boring about like the lifestyle community? Like what advice would you give me? I know you probably have never seen any of my shit, but like, if you had any advice, what would you say? So are you still growing fast? Yeah. I feel like I, it like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm on this like right now, but I'm like trying to avoid plateauing at well, all costs. People are obviously liking what you're doing. And because with lifestyle, it's very, like very specific. People like a very specific thing that you're doing. So if they if they're liking what you're doing, just don't change at all until it starts. And then then deal with that. When, when when it starts plateauing, then deal with it. But if people are if you're growing decently, and you have a very specific style, just do not change. Because a lot of people think like, oh, I'm starting to get popular now. Like I need to act differently. Fuck no, no. That's the complete opposite. Keep pushing that that whatever the fuck you're doing and see how far it goes. It's so funny. Cause I feel like when I moved here, I thought I had to like act like I was like an LA Hell regular. No. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? No. And then the second on like my YouTube channel that I made a video about like me being homesick. And like, it was when I went home this summer to Indiana and I like did a whole vlog about like me wishing I would like could live in both places and blah, 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 blah. And it's like yeah. my best video on YouTube. And like, ever since I, like honed into that I feel like Mm -hmm. people resonated with it more but I feel like you do a good job of that because you're always talking about like how you grew up from a small suburb and all of that stuff yeah just be like if you're trying to do lifestyle you can't be lying like you have to genuinely show like what type of person you are okay well it has been an absolute delight chatting with you Justin thank you so much for giving us all of your knowledge and insights yeah appreciate it Thank you for having me. Yeah. And hopefully um, when one day the panty is more chill, we can come to New York and hopefully pick your brain more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or you just go out TK and stop being soft. Yeah. Maybe something like that. All right. Well, well, Justin, where can everyone follow you and all of that by the 1340? I'm definitely uh, going to buy a sweatshirt after this. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's just on social media. It's just Justin Escalona and it's on across all all platforms cool and where can we buy 1340 go on 1340collective.com if you want to buy any of my clothes i appreciate it (laughs) okay awesome well thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast be sure to follow justin on everything and follow me at tk's juicy polls where can they follow you phil uh philip king 10 cool and be sure to make someone's day this week peace